my name is Sydney, and my favorite Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. Wow. <laughs> Hi, my name's Maya. I... Andrew Garfield! <laughs> I'd fuck that man on the street, on sight. Whoa! No cap. This is the energy we're bringing into 2020, huh? <laughs> I got a gym membership. I've been fuck going to yeah. the gym. Like, I'm going to get... Listen, I'm hot. I'm going to get even hotter fuck yeah, you this are. year. So, that's this where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Oh my god, and welcome to Canonically Incorrect We're 2020, back, baby. bitches! Woo. What's up? I'm so sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Maya was sick, but she's better now. I had a severe sinus <laughs> infection that turned into an ear infection. Yeah. I'm a musician, oh. so I could not... Literally, if I held my hand up to my ear yeah. and snapped, it was too loud. It was it like hurt. weeks that I was texting you like, hey, how are you? And you're like, still bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't COVID. I, yeah. I went and got tested a bunch and I had a bunch of like at home stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any rapid tests because Omicron, yeah. you can't do rapid yeah. tests anymore. Please go get tested if you feel sick, Tee-hee. please. But yeah, I had a severe sinus infection. It, it like ruined my body. Yeah. So I'm doing better Tee-hee. now. It's fine. Just I really oh had to. God take care of myself it was really for a couple rough. weeks yeah i actually still have to go into the doctor because my ear my left ear at least mm-hmm. is dampened oh. ever so slightly so i'm hoping it's just earwax yeah. that like you know it's been years since i've been i used to scrape down yeah exactly oh, so, so i'm going into the doctors within the next week here and nice. they're gonna tell me if i Fuck need yeah. to go get the ear extractions done and i'm hoping to have a very satisfying oh. video of my ears getting scraped that I, I can send to all of my friends. So, much. I love that shit so, so much. if if you want to see that good stuff, you might want to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> At BG and Gecko. <laughs> I don't. Again, I don't know. Hopefully, it's not damaged yeah. and it's like just ear extractions. Yeah. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have any fun resolutions for twenty twenty? Oh. Other than getting jacked as fuck. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> not really. I mean, obviously, like. This year, at least this semester for mm-hmm. school is really big for me. Oh, okay. I like I have a solo recital coming up mm-hmm. and I'm like doing a bunch of things. Performance wise, I'm finally starting to really dig into my film degree yeah. and working on that. So the main goal is not to put myself in a mental okay. in- mental institute. I think like, that's number one. Like yeah. <laughs> clear mind. <laughs> yep. um, my body is the next biggest yeah. thing. I'm going to start going to the gym probably at least once or twice mm-hmm. a week at the beginning. Like right now and then hopefully... Once the school semester's over, I'm going a couple times a week okay. and, like, actively doing stuff. Very nice. Other than that, I actually would really love to write more. Yeah. Towards the end of... After September, I, like, didn't yeah. write at all. Well, see, here was the thing with me is that I went to therapy, my first therapy session of the year. Nice. And I talked to my therapist about that being just, like, just feeling bad as, like, a human being of, like, not doing those things. Because, like, I moved into this new apartment mm-hmm. beginning of December. Yeah. And ever since then, I was, like... I am going to do so many things. I'm going to read every night. I'm going to do all this. And then it just hasn't happened. And I talked to my therapist about that. And she was like, why? Why do you feel bad? And I was like, I don't know. I just like feel like I could be doing more with my time. And she was just like, well, you were like going through a lot. Like, I know we haven't talked about it a lot, but like I left a very shitty job, like truly Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. worst place I could have been in um around november and like she was like that takes a while to like get over and like be unstressed because like it was incredibly bad for just all aspects of it so like i'm just trying to like not feel bad for like living and like not feel because it's the same thing i feel bad for not writing like i haven't published in so long and my therapist was just like you're just like surviving and i was like damn she's right (laughs) fuck so, do I want to write, like, yes, 100%, but, like, I 
don't want it to be in a place that like I will just break again because I'm just like don't have the motivation yeah like with all for it at least like especially with all my schooling like I'm taking 21 credit hours this semester and I have like just the amount of music I have to learn not even like normal school things like the normal classes I'm taking just the amount of music I'm being forced basically to learn this semester is fucking ridiculous so i hope (laughs) by the end of this semester i am very bad about procrastination it is one of my least favorite things about myself that like i just at the beginning of things i'll like set a schedule and i'm like yeah by this time i'll have this done and i never follow it i never do i get lazy and then markiplier posts like a new video and i'm like wow i'm gonna go watch this right now even though i should be practicing (laughs) haha shout out to two set violin um but like i need to hopefully delegate my time a little Mm -hmm. bit better this next year and that's yeah that's another big thing we'll see all right well, I'm going to jump into this. Okay. First of all, I'd like to start off this year incredibly with a thank you to our donor. We wow. got a donation from Anna at the end of the year. I'm so sorry that we couldn't include you. We got your donation after we recorded our last episode, Ooh. but we got you now. Thank wow. you so much for the donation. If you guys don't know, we have a Kofi page that you can donate us mm-hmm, money mm-hmm, to us too. Mm-hmm. That was how we were able to buy these lovely, amazing, beautiful mic stands that we wow. use so that we don't have to hold mics. Um, if you listen to our past episodes, you can hear us moving the mics. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year we're trying to do other things like putting our podcast on SoundCloud so that other people listen to them. Yeah. Yep. Um, get better auditing, uh, ed- uh, audio editing equipment, <laughs> so everything sounds better. Um, so if you guys like us, the new year is starting. We have a buttload of new content for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, check check us out. Go over to kofi.com slash chronically incorrect, and we would love you so much. Wow. All right. I do have two pieces of fanfiction news that okay. we're going to start us with. One, I will start with the 2021 AO3 stats. Okay. So I would like to thank Center of the Stars on AO3. She, he, they put together all of these stats at the end of the year. They're all ship stats. Awesome. So we have the 10 ships. Top okay. 10 ships okay. of 2020. Would you like to put any guesses in? Destiel. It's a good guess. That's a very good Captain guess. Captain America, Bucky Barnes. Okay. Awesome guess. Very good guess. Think of 2021. Think of 2021 as a whole. (laughs) What happened in 2021? (laughs) Oh, God. What did happen? Um, What were big things that came out? Um, Think of our um, most listened to episode. What was that? Oh, Dream SMP. Okay. That should have been obvious. Yeah, Dream SMP was fucking huge last year. Oh, my God. Um, I'm assuming that there's a My Hero Academia one up there. Is there not? Surprisingly. Oh, no, there is. There is. Okay, there is, okay. There is, there is. So yep, I yep, checked yep. that one. Um, God. Yeah. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So number one. No, actually, I'm going to start with 10. Go okay. to one. Okay. Number 10 is... I'm I'm going to fuck these names up so much. As... as From Good Omens. Crowley and As... Oh, okay. Miguel. From Good Omens. Nice. They dropped eight points... Um, in the scoreboards with 6,393 new. Wow, good year. for them. Number nine, Sirius Black and Remus Lupin okay. from Harry Potter. I should have known Harry Potter, especially with the documentary mm-hmm. that came out on January 1st. Yeah. I they, cried. You cried? I, I cried. haven't watched it yet. M- me, my mom, and my sister, like, that's our thing. Yeah. Like, every year we watch all of the movies together. Oh, shit, okay. And my mom read all of the books, and my little sister read all the books. I only read yeah. one through four. And then I was like, this is getting too serious for See, my kid brain. I have read all the books. I haven't watched all the movies. I, I, I actually really like yeah. the movies. Like, it's very nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know, when I was watching it towards the end, yeah. like when they were like wrapping up filming, like I actually started getting really teary. Damn. It was upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> but I should have known Harry Potter was yeah. up there. But they jumped 12 points. Oh. They jumped up 12 positions wow. from last year with 7,231 new fix mm. this year. Number eight is Tubbo and Tommy in it with okay. the and, not the slash. Okay. Yeah. Um, they jumped 62 spots. Yeah. <laughs> With 7,700 new That doesn't picks. surprise me. And number seven is Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter okay. from Harry Potter. They dropped two spots with 8,510 mm. new fix. Um, at number six is Bakugo Katsuki and Midori- Midoriya I- Izuku. Why did, why did I have such a hard time I don't know. Um, they stayed the same same spot. Cool. Good for them. Um, with 8,500. I don't ship it, but like those people spots. go ham. Yeah, they do. Good for them. Um, at number five, we have Wilbur Soot and Tommy in it. Yeah. Ampersand, not Slash, okay. from Dream SMP, which is new for them. They had never been in Ooh, the spots before. Wow. With 8,848 new fix this year. Holy shit. Um, number four, I'm sorry, I'm also going to fuck this up, is Lan Zan and Wei Ying from Mao Dao Zushi, which is a t- Chinese uh, okay. drama, kind yeah. of. Um, with They dropped three points with 9,012 new fix. Cool. All right, top three. Okay. Number three, Dean Winchester and Castillo. Yeah, I dude, they're always yep. in the top three. They rose five spots. Good for them. Yeah, nine thousand four hundred twelve new fix this year. Cool. Number two is Wilbur Soot and Technoblade and Tommy Innit and Phil Wilson. All ampersands, no slashes from uh. Dream SMP. It's new for them. They've never been in the spots before with ten thousand and seventeen new fix. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised to see how many ampersands and not slashes there are uh-huh. to be completely honest yeah <clears throat> and jesus that's a lot yeah yeah holy shit and in number one is dream and george not found from the dream smp with fifteen thousand seventy four new fix and they jumped 38 spots nice to number one this Damn. year yeah so that's three dream smp spots in yeah. the top 10 this year four wasn't it four one two three four you're correct yeah four they're almost half of this fucking oh list. my god oh my god y'all need to stop <laughs> like it's a little too much for it's me a dog lot. and then oh number 100 this year i put them on the bottom just okay. you know for fun it's loki x reader from marvel wow yeah, i know an x reader yeah that's, that's weird they're new on the list with oh. 1950 fixes this year that's cool yeah so we also had some new ships that entered the top 100 of all time ships list oh so at number 45 is dream and george not found cool. from dream smp yeah number 80 is baku katsuki and ampersand midoriya izuku okay um number 85 is daichi and sugawara wow from how cool number 89 is katra and adora from shira princess of Good power for them. um number 90 is evan buck buckley eddie diaz from 911 i don't watch the show good for you guys yeah good for you guys yeah. number 91 is kenma and kuro from haikyuu cool number 94 is annabeth chase and percy jackson okay. from percy jackson very cool number 97 is <laughs> number 97 is harry potter tom riddle <laughs> Harry Potter. all right <laughs> mm-hmm. okay moving on mm-hmm. <laughs> number 98 is levi ackerman and Erwin Smith from Attack on Titan. Which just started yesterday <laughs> at the time of recording. Aha! <laughs> and then number 99 is Tsukushima K and Yamaguchi Tadashi from Damn. IQ. So those are all the very new ships that entered the top 100 of all time AO3 ships list. The world's changing. Yeah, the world is extremely changing. Um, So I'm going to throw some numbers at you. I know you don't like numbers, so just hang on. <laughs> My me. brain does not do well. This year there were 57 
um, men X Men pairing, MLM pairings, ten female slash male pairings, three um, women love women pairings, one poly, and twenty two twenty two gen fix, and seven others. So the others are like X readers. Nice. Yeah. Um, so in total, there are th- one hundred and thirteen white characters, seventy four Asian characters, four Latino characters, two black characters, and one North African character as well as 12 racially ambiguous character. Hmm. There are 80 total characters of color that's down from 104 in 2020. So, hmm. it's probably because of the Dream SMP all being white boys. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. A, a majority of them being white boys. A majority of them being white boys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, that was the ship list. It's really fun to see those every single yeah. year. To see, like, how, you know, every single year. Because especially, I think this person on AO3 has been doing stats since 2014. Holy so shit. So, seeing how the world has changed from 2014 till 2020. Yeah. Maddening. Maddening. Holy shit. But, honestly, congratulations to anybody who wrote for these. Um, you're the reason they're up here. Mm-hmm. So, good for mm-hmm. you guys. Great for you guys. <clears throat> Welcome back to Duplicity Watch. Hello, welcome back to Duplicity Watch. Somehow the only reoccurring segment we have on this show. No, we have like one other. I mean on fanfiction. On this show within the show, fanfiction news, the only reoccurring segment that we have. Oh, true. Yep. So this is the fourth part of the Duplicity Watch. If you don't know what I'm fucking talking about, if you're new, welcome. This is where I talk about a Harry Styles Mafia fanfiction that... Isn't about Harry Styles? Uh, it's kind of maybe about Harry Styles, but also tearing the internet apart one chapter at a time. Yeah. So, um, if you have, again, no idea what I'm talking about, Duplicity is a Harry Styles XOC fanfiction mm-hmm. on Wattpad that has grown insanely since the last year. It is currently the number one Harry Styles fanfiction and One Direction fanfiction on Wattpad. And to put that into better understanding, it currently has 75 million reads on Wattpad context a little brief summary duplicity is a mafia au and it follows avon brooks the oc after she is hired to take pictures for the world-renowned punk band known today as duplicity and then she learns that the band is really in the mafia blah 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 but this generic plot is not why it has gained true infamy and not why we talk about this on the show Mm. so a little, what we've talked about a little bit on the show is that the author of Duplicity Jewels um, loves to disregard any criticism yes. about the fan fiction, which is like overall fine to do about, like if you're just writing something. But it's but, a legit <laughs> criticism. The fan fiction you're writing for is specific, like specifically for teenage girls and is read by millions and is also loaded with racism, misogyny, and violence to like the ninth degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. A lot of people, there was like a whole thing that happened where the author opened up a Q&A on Twitter and then a lot of people had fair criticism and questions that were just completely ignored for more like, haha, what kind of lollipop is Harry Potter? <laughs> Harry Styles, like, is it a flat or is it like a, like a circle? Yeah. Why those were answered instead of like the real criticism? I, I don't know. But anyways, there's a lot of things, like, there's a lot of misogyny in terms of, like, the main character. She's white, she's blonde, she's skinny, she's attractive. The things that we're trying to move away from in terms Mm -hmm. of OCs and reader, like, you know, ex-reader kind of, you know, looking through the mind of. Um, And she's also, like, uh, I'm gonna fix him. I'm gonna fix the bad boy kind of girl. There's also a lot in terms of racism. Jules had another fic called Malignant, I believe, where... 
Zayn Malik, the only person of color in One Direction, was the only villain and also, like, a literal rapist, which people were, like, not happy about. Yeah. <laughs> and has also just not shown up in duplicity as of yet mm-hmm. um and in terms of like people you know, some people don't like her romanticization of the mafia which is fine people are allowed that's to have been a that. criticism that's forever been a, but also taking harry styles the person and making him just like the worst human being imaginable yeah which is very touchy when it comes to like real person fan mm-hmm. fiction so anyways that's duplicity is twisty turning people love it people hate it but today i'm talking about it because duplicity has ended after a hundred chapters, the infamous fanfiction finished on Friday, January 7th, 2020. Oh my god. I didn't see a whole lot of horrible reactions. I just saw, like, at the time, like, a lot of people were like, oh my god, it's the last one. But also, she didn't give, like, the author didn't give a lot of time to have reactions because on the same day, she announced the sequel, Complicity. What the fuck? Via a YouTube trailer edit whoa uh-huh. she's advancing yep, yep yep and let me tell you it's it's actually well put together i'm not gonna lie it's very well put that's together. disappointing i know the 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 i wanted to clips see are very good it's not shoddily put together it's very well put damn together. i wanted to see iMovie level <laughs> stuff not. you know what is funny though is it set to a <laughs> it's it's set to a, a version of toxic vice britney spears that's all cursive singing like i have never heard like a more uh, set cursive singing in my entire life than listening to this trailer Jesus. and you guys can see it it's on youtube just look up like complicity trailer and you'll be able to watch it it's like maybe three minutes long Gee. three minutes yeah it's like two minutes and 47 seconds or something like that <laughs> why is it that long um and it, okay let me read you the text from this video okay to be complicit is to be involved with others in illegal activity or wrongdoing after sacrificing herself for Harry's freedom, Avon Brooks become brainwashed into being the heartless asset for Malachi's organized crime. Harry, a fugitive, spends his days trying to find his angel and reap her out of the path he once walked. He's determined to restore what good she has left. Little does he know, she doesn't want to be saved. And now she has a friend. Bam! There we get the first shot of Zayn Malik. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. This is bad. This is really bad. It's the first time we've ever seen Zane Mouth come close to the new Pussy franchise. Oh and no. I and a lot of people are very worried that this she girl. is going to give him this same treatment as no, she, she is. There's dude. Oh, no. So the video has been viewed 54,000 times. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, as people waited with bated breath for a sequel, they didn't have to wait long because that weekend, this past weekend as we were recording, uh-huh. Jules posted the first seven chapters to Complicity oh back to back. Oh, my God. <laughs> it already has 1.3 million reads. And... I kind of skimmed through the first seven chapters, and I was mostly looking at the comments of seeing what people were saying. And as far as I can tell, it seems like our girl Avon is in her girl boss era. (laughs) Okay? Go queen. Yeah, she's in her girl boss era. And again, haven't seen a lot of anything bad about it. I haven't seen people come out and be like, this is why complicity sucks. I'm assuming that will come later when there's, you know, more things Mm -hmm. about it. But I am hoping that even though she didn't respond, I'm hoping the author took the criticism that she read to heart like i truly do like it's been several years since she wrote malignant the way that the trailer seems we're all very afraid of what she's gonna do to zayn malik's character yeah 
I am also very afraid about the audience because from what I was seeing in the comments, people are not liking her girl boss era. They are calling her C-words. They Whoa. are. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I saw like comments that people were like, I hate this person. Like, cause she turned her back on Harry. She went from this innocent little angel and she's turned Bro, her back on Harry Styles. Okay. Even if it is something that is whatever, poorly written, you yep. just don't like it. That's mm-hmm. still technically character development. Yes. A character learns something yeah. and change it. Like people can change yeah. the way that they mm-hmm. interact with the yeah. world. But I was seeing a whole lot of misogyny in those comments. Oh my god! So I'm a little afraid about how. Listen, I know I made a comment at the beginning of this video mm-hmm. that I would fuck Andrew Garfield. Yes, and that is like if a man said that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. People would be up yeah. in arms. Mine was a joke. Yeah. This. Yeah. This sounds yeah. like. Um. Yeah. Um. Like I was. Sh- because, no, because flip, flip, flip the rules. Imagine, yeah. imagine this is a man, mm-hmm. and we're talking about his girl queen trying to find yeah. him yep. or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's being a boss in yeah. this thing. He's like, I'm gonna get her back. Like she literally spoilers for duplicity or complicity. I guess she shoots him in the leg and was like, "Don't ever find me again." And then, like, if a man did that, you'd be like, damn straight. Damn straight. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah. But there but, were people in those comments literally being, I don't like her. What is this? I don't like this character. And the thing, doesn't it say that she's brainwashed? So this basically isn't, yeah. the, this is not the person you yeah. knew. There were, I did see a lot of Twitter people being like, she's lying. She's not brainwashed. That's going to be the twist. And she's not actually brainwashed. Well, guess what? You don't know that yet. So <laughs> keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Yeah. So like. Also, this sounds not to be like this. Yeah. This sounds. I. Ah, how do I say this? This sounds like a straight rip from one of my favorite Haikyuu Mafia fics. Really? Yeah. Like the plot is almost exactly <gasps> the same. <laughs> I don't remember the fic name. Was it the Iwazumi one? No, no okay. this one was actually about Tsukushima okay. and like someone else. Oh, oh, was it the Tsukushima and Kuro one where you yeah, were originally like dig- stitched, yes. stitched her something? God, I can't remember oh it off the top my of my God. head. This sounds like almost like that because then the sequel one was that she was brainwashed by Kuro <gasps> and like it, it sounds exactly the same. Like I'm not bullshitting you. This sounds exactly the same plot as that. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> add that to the bank. Duplicity. <laughs> so if we're following the formula, yeah. I don't want to add like plagiarism no. <laughs> to like her list. But of, we can. <laughs> but we might have to. We I might. Don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at when um the Haiku one was written because sure. I don't remember what year it was written. Sure. Okay. But I think it was 2019 okay. or 2020. So I mean, it's been a while. It's written. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, it, so, I mean, thank you for coming to Duplicity Watch. I will be keeping my finger on the pulse that is Duplicity. And maybe we'll have a part five. We'll probably have a part five. Pro- probably. probably. Now, okay, well, it's five. Duplicity and now it's Complicity. complicity. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, today, I did a lot of soul searching mm-hmm. because I kind of wanted to stick into the form of fan fiction. Right? This is a fan fiction podcast. Okay. Kind of. But... <laughs> i think Not the kind, kind of, of part is me <laughs> but like i you have done you're right like i have t- tried to listen to you of saying like this is my podcast kind of would do whatever we want yeah we talk about fandom fandom fan fiction it's not like strictly fan fiction yeah like obviously 
we're in the basis of fan fiction. We both love fan fiction. Yeah. We talk about fan fiction yeah. quite a bit. We're not going to stop talking about no. fan fiction. But originally, for this episode, I was going to try to find fan fiction, which turned out to be very difficult for me. Mm. Because my first fan fiction turned out not to have a plot. And I was like, Ooh. that is not awesome. It's a good fan fiction. Very yeah. fun. Not great for a podcast. Yeah. And then the second fan fiction I was reading, I just stopped having fun with halfway through. And I didn't mm. want to come out here and talk about a fan fiction that I didn't fully love. Yeah. All the fan fiction I talked about in the last year, loved. I could put my 100% soul behind uh-huh, uh-huh, that they are uh-huh, great. Uh-huh. <sighs> And then I thought, okay, this, I, you know what I really want to do this episode? What? It's just talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. That's all I want to do. Okay. That's it. But be me, me. I couldn't just do that. So today, okay. <clears throat> hello, my name is Sydney. Welcome to my presentation that I call Spider-Man and his flip through history. Okay. So today I'm giving you the history of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> She she switched gears real quick. <laughs> Immediately, like, professor mode. Yeah. <clears throat> um, if you don't know Marvel all that much, um, I'm not going to be explaining a lot of, you know, stuff about Marvel and who mm-hmm. everyone is and everything like that. Um, so if that confuses you, I'm s- sorry. Um, get into Marvel. It's really good. Um, two, there will be spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Maya and I have both seen the movie. Yeah. I would like to talk about it. In- it's It's been out for almost a month. It's been out for almost a month, but I will let you know when the spoilers start happening. Okay. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can drop the episode now. But there's a lot of it that you can't still watch. Um, and third, there is a lot of stuff about the comics that I will not be going into because it is extensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't want this to As be As someone who's podcast. read a lot of the comics, it... Yeah. There's a lot. There is quite a bit. And secondly, there is a lot about lawsuits about the movies that I will not be going into because it's boring. And I want to talk about the movies that were made. Uh-huh. <laughs> so those are my kind of things that are going on. So we're starting in 1962. Okay. After the success of Fantastic Four, there were a lot more teenage readers mm-hmm, reading mm-hmm, Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. And Stan Lee, the Stan Lee, rest in peace his soul, he wanted to create a superhero that they could see themselves in. Because at the time, there was no teenage yeah superhero. You know, we had the Iron Mans and the Captain Americas, and they were old men, <laughs> basically. True. And at the time, teenage superheroes were usually given, you know, names that end with boy because they were sidekicks. You know, the Robins, Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy. (laughs) They were all sidekicks. Yeah. And Stan Lee felt that, you know, giving him the name Spider-Man would be better only because if he called him Spider-Boy, it would sound inferior next to Iron Man. (laughs) True. Was it just Stan Lee? No, so the original creators of Spider-Man were Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Mm -hmm, So they mm -hmm. were the two original co-creators of the Spider-Man. Um, and it's actually pretty funny because in in his, you know, several interviews with Stan Lee, he states that he was inspired by seeing a spider climb up the wall. And then he added in his autobiography that he told that story so often that he is not sure if that's correct or not. They'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I've told that story so much. I don't know if it was a dream or not. I, I'm going to be no, honest with you. It, it honestly be like that sometimes. Yeah. So also fun fact, a co-creator, Steve Ditko, um, intended Spider-Man to have an orange and purple costume because they didn't want orange or the blue and red and the man spider-man to be closely related with superman Ah. since he already had a blue and red costume and he was a s name man character yeah but steve steve stanley was like no (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, that's an ugly color combo. Could you imagine that's the Spider-Man we, we watch now has an orange and purple that's costume? That's disgusting. Yeah. Sorry. So when Spider-Man, you know, they had this pitch this idea to Marvel publisher Martin Goodman originally, he opposed Spider-Man. I call him the IRL J. Jonah Jameson. The original J. Jonah Jameson did not like Spider-Man in mm-hmm. the slightest. And so he eventually, after a couple of you know, pull back and forth, he agreed to a Spider-Man tryout in the final issue of the anthology series Amazing Adult Fantasy, which was renamed a- Amazing Fantasy for a single issue. So issue number 15. Mm. Um, that cover date was August 1962 and was on sale June 5th, 1962. Nice. So Lee stated that the fact that it had already been decided that Amazing Fantasy would be canceled after issue 15 was the only reason that Goodman allowed Spider-Man to be put in it, Mm -hmm. but swiftly grew successful. Everyone loved Spider-Man. So after this, Steve Lee commissioned for his own comic, his own Spider-Man comic. Stanley thought up the name, Steve Ditko did the costume, the web gimmick of the wrist, the spider signal, and Lee, you know, claiming credit for this initial idea, he acknowledged Ditko's role, stating, if Steve wants to be called co-creator, I think he deserves it. Okay. He has further commented that Ditko's costume design was the key to this character's success. Since the costume completely covers Spider-Man's body, people of all races could visualize themselves inside the costume and thus more be easily identified with the character. Nice. So, you know... At the time, there was no superhero that was covered head well, and toe. Well, I'm going to give a brief No Way Home Please. spoiler. Yeah. Well, like, even when after, um, when God, Electro, no, 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 after Electro got basically healed, mm-hmm. like, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, goes yeah. up to him and is just like, hey, man, like, Ma- Max is his name. <gasps> um, yes! And I re- he's yes. like, hey, man, I thought you were going to be black. Like, you do all these things. <laughs> yes. And it was like... Good. Like yep. you're supposed to like think that yep. way. You're like, supposed to. Yeah. You could picture whoever. And I know that they there. were doing a call out to Miles Morales because yes. they're teaming up with Sony, yeah. and like that's very cool. But it is supposed to be like that. Like you're not yeah. supposed to know yeah. what anybody cool can be. Spider Man you know, is Asian, Latin, Black, White. If like, we ever got to see Cindy Moon, I don't know if you go in no. about Cindy Moon. Like they they have a character ready in the MCU okay. or in the Sony verse ready for Cindy Moon. Okay. I don't ever think we're gonna see her. That would be super. I know we have Penny Parker too. Yeah, and she's great. I love her. But if we ever got to see Cindy Moon, that would also be very cool. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sony, wink, wink. No, even like honestly, I was even thinking about you know after I read this in the comics, like it could easily even just be a, a disabled Spider Man with like you would never know if that's a prosthetic leg or a prosthetic yeah. arm. It's fully covered. So yeah. like. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Spider-Man is for the people. Uh Like, absolutely. Um, Also, a fun fact. The Amazing Fantasies number 15 issue, the next-to-last caption in the comic is, With great power, there must come great responsibility. After Uncle Ben already has already died. So, Uncle Ben is already dead. And Uh then, second-to-last page, great power comes great responsibility. The Mm -hmm. famous, infamous line. Um, but they changed this in the movies in the movies to have Uncle Ben or another important figure saying this line. So it's always been around. It's always been around. Yeah. It, from the very first issue, this <laughs> they like they killed it from the jump. Basically, we've been. They know what he was about. No, literally. So, 1963, a few months after Spider-Man's introduction, publisher Goodman reviewed the sales figures for that issue and was shocked to find that it was one of the highest Marvel-selling comics. 
um, a solo ongoing series followed beginning with The Amazing Spider-Man number one, mm-hmm. issued in March 1963. The title eventually became Marvel's top-selling series, with the character swiftly becoming a cultural icon. Mm-hmm. And a 1965 Esquire poll of college campuses found that the college students ranked Spider-Man and fellow Marvel hero The Hulk alongside Bob Dylan and Che Guevara. Sorry, I fucked that up. As their favorite revolutionary icons. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. so, How is the Hulk up there? I don't know. I didn't really put a lot of research into that. I, but that's I a don't. Great question. I never read any the Hulk comic. Like I'm no, not into the I. big buff characters. Yeah. My dad is, but like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. All yeah. Right, but whatever. speaking of alternatives in the Cindy Moon case, I did pull up some history about some of the alternatives, okay. some of the more popular ones that we all know, Spider-Man yeah. and the Spider-Verse kind of things. So actually, what I found quite interesting is the Japanese love Spider-Man. Oh, they yeah. love Spider-Man. No, they're like crazy about it. I did not know like, this. Some, there's just some things about American culture. And it's like the weird things, sure. too, that aren't really like we don't care yeah. about. But they fucking love. 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 They love yeah. like baseball. Yeah. I don't understand do I. why Japanese people love baseball so much. Do you know much. how many webcomics I've read about baseball? <laughs> I literally like I fucking hate baseball. Yeah. I think it's the most boring sport mm-hmm. on the planet. I this is like and i've never played baseball yeah. granted like whatever that it might be fun to play yeah watching sure is painful yeah. for me there was it's really funny because there's a korean place that's near my place and the people who run it are like a korean family it's family based yeah they love golf they love golf i don't understand golf either they have it's golf on all the boring. TVs all the time yeah <laughs> and it's just like what i <laughs> during the summer olympics i went there and they had cycling on like the one of the most boring sports they had so many to choose from and they said the triathlon <laughs> they said cycling i mean good for them yeah like i it's guess just it's very odd yeah like i guess it's a thing like korean they have a lot more like melon flavored sure. products yes, than we yes, do yes and i really like melon yeah. flavored like i think it's a great mm-hmm. idea i don't know why the states doesn't like sell products like that well obviously sugar and yeah. like, whatever um <laughs> but like i brought some home and my parents were like what the fuck melon and yeah. i was like it's tasty. Yeah. It's good. Like, we need to get on this. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> they did it right. They're years ahead of us. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm sure that's how they think about, like, whatever the fuck. Baseball. Yeah, but, mean? like, yeah. Japanese people love Spider-Man. Yeah, they fucking they, love they Spider-Man. They love Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man, the manga, is a Japanese manga illustrated by Ryochi Ikigama, which retold the story of Spider-Man in a Japanese setting, and it was originally hmm. published in Japan from January 1970 to December 1971 in Monthly Shonen Magazine. The main Whoa. character is named Yu Komori to maintain the Japanese adaptation. Huh. Yeah. So That's fr- cool. Literally from I the jump. I didn't even know that. They loved Spider-Man. From the jump. Well, I mean, I know that they like Spider-Man. I didn't know that he had, like, yeah, he a was- manga series yeah. that they just re- yeah. did- redid. <laughs> That's cool. So, Spider-Ham... Peter Porker, as yeah. I may, is a anthropomorphic pig that is a cartoon animal parody version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He first appeared in a one-shot humor comic book, Marvel Tales, starting Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham, in November 1983, which was then followed by an ongoing bi-monthly series, Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. The character exists in Earth 8311, which is a universe populated by anthropomorphic parody versions of Marvel superheroes and supervillains. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2099 was created in 1992 for the Marvel 2099 comic book line and is a futuristic reimagining of his namesake. His real identity is Miguel O'Hara, a brilliant Irish-Mexican geneticist um, living in Nueva York. 
in the year 2099 who attempts to recreate the abilities of the original Spider-Man in other people and later suffers a related accident that causes half of his DNA to be rewritten with a spider's genetic code. Cool. Which we will be seeing in Spider-Man Verse 2. Um, voiced by Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> uh, call me. <laughs> Is he not married? Okay. Uh, listen, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a homeworker. Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's put this out there. Okay, let's stop this conversation. I'm now. I'm not about that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Andrew Garfield though, single, and I'm ready. <laughs> so, all right. Spider-Man Mary Jane first appeared in Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, a comic mm. book series focusing on a teenage Mary Jane. The series is a teen drama set outside the regular Marvel continuity and aimed at teenage girls as opposed to the traditional male comic book audience. All right. The series began publication in December 2005 and was preceded by two miniseries, Mary Jane in 24, 2004 and Mary Jane Homecoming in 2005. Nice. Yeah. Spider-Man Noir. You're going to love this. appeared in a four-issue miniseries from February to May 2009 set in the Great Depression era of New York in the Mm -hmm. 1930s. Mm -hmm. Aunt May is a speakeasy is a is a sorry is a speakeasy. (laughs) Aunt May is a speaker of equality. Uncle Ben is killed by a crime syndicate run by Norman Oswald. Hell yeah. Shortly afterward Peter is bitten by a strange spider and is endowed with mystical spider powers. He dons a black mask gloves and a trench coat and sets out to start Norman and his mafia gang. Hell yeah. I thought you'd like that. I, dude I fuck with it. Yep. I fucks with these crab cakes. Fuck yeah, dude. Are yeah. you kidding me? Even just like, yeah, Norman Osborn would definitely be a mafia leader. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. Killing me, Willem Dafoe? <laughs> Willem Dafoe? <laughs> Miles Morales first appeared in Ultimate Fallout number four in 2011, nice. following the death of Peter Parker. The 13-year-old biracial teenage son of a black American father and a Puerto Rican mother is the second Superman to appear in Ultimate Marvel, an imprint with a separate continuity for the mainstream Marvel Universe. And last but not least, we have Spider-Woman, a.k.a. Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider. I love Spider-Gwen. She is the newest addition, debuting in Edge of Spider-Verse issue number two as part of the 2014-15 Spider-Verse comic book storyline, mm-hmm. leading to the ongoing series Spider-Gwen that began in 2015. Spider-Woman is a variant of Spider-Man with an alternate universe version of Gwen Stacy. She lives on Earth-65 and is bitten by a radioactive spider and becomes a superheroine instead of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised how late in the game she was. I'm a, yeah. I sort of remember, like, in 2016, mm-hmm. I had subscribed to, like, whatever the mm-hmm. Am- Amazon yes. one was. So I was just going through a bunch of the Marvel comics. But I remember, like, picking it up and I got caught up. Yeah. Which, like, I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Because nope. my original intention was to read the Miles Morales sure. ones. But then I started, like, Spider-Gwen. What yeah. the fuck is this? And, like... Yeah, her story is basically, it's just a yeah. flip version of Peter Parker's, but it's still but just she's like, holy a fuck. Yeah, she's she's Sorry, a baddie. What? I love her. She plays the drums. What? Yeah, what? She's what? a ballerina? Huh? I fucking love her. Yeah, I was just surprised. I thought she came before Miles Morales. And what? I was like, what? <laughs> like, when I was doing Not research, him. I was like, damn. All right. This was a fun fact that I just had to bring up. It's nothing important to the, but I just thought it was so... <laughs> So fucking hilarious. So in the early 1970s, Spider-Man's story ultimately led to the revision of the comics code. Previously, the code forbade the depiction of the use of illegal drugs and even even negatively. So no drugs at all. Can't have drugs yeah. whatsoever. 
However, in 1970, the Nixon Administration Department of Health, Education, and Welfare asked Stan Lee to publish an anti-drug message in one of Marvel's top-selling titles. Lee chose the top-selling The Amazing Spider-Man issues 96 through 98 in May through July of 1971. Features a story arc depicting the negative effects of drug use. In the story, Peter Parker's friend Harry Osborn becomes addicted to pills. It's not funny. (laughs) I just think it's so ridiculous. When Spider-Man fights the Green Goblin, Spider-Man defeats him by revealing Harry's drug addiction. Oh my god. While the story had a clear anti-drug message, the Comics Code Authority refused to issue its seal of approval. Marvel never, nevertheless published the three issues without the Comics Code Authority's approval or seal. The issue sold so well that the industry's self-censorship was undercut and the code was subsequently revised. Nice. Yeah, I just thought that was a wild fun Holy fact. Fuck. That they, this one Spider-Man comic just like rewrote an entire law, basically. Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here's my section two. TV, Disney, and the spider we know today. So in 1967... The comic success spawns Spider-Man's first on-screen appearance in ABC's low-budget skirt cartoon, Spider-Man, the first of many. Hmm. Today, we know the show from many memes created about the from the animation and its opening tune, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does it ever It's good, okay? I'm just worried about censorship, that's all. Yeah, it'll be fine. The series aired Saturday mornings from September 9th, 1967 to June 4th, 1970. And also, another fun fact, Paul Soles, who voiced the titular role of Spider-Man, also played the role of Hermie in the 1964 Christmas special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah. Good for him. So... And then I also just put in fun little, the memes oh <laughs> that we all know. So there's two Spider-Mans pointing to each other. Yeah. And the, this post gave me cancer, Spider-Man mm-hmm. in a hospital bed. I didn't know the book one came from Spider-Man though. Yeah. That was a new one for me. Come on, man. I didn't know that one. Meme culture. Yeah, I'm not up to date. Sorry. I'm sorry, believe- Reddit. Can't believe you. <laughs> all right. 1977, Nicholas Hammond was Spider-Man for the first live action film aired on CBS. The show was corny, but the ratings were respectable. Mm-hmm. CBS nevertheless canceled it after two series because they did not want to be labeled the superhero network after also airing The Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman, Captain America, and Doctor Strange. They had a reputation and they didn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. So they were like, mm, no. Uh, but anyways, the plot of this movie is some of the most bat shit I have ever read. So are you ready for this? Okay. Peter Parker, a freelance photographer for the Daily Bugle, is bitten by a radioactive spider and discovers he has gained superpowers. When a mysterious guru places people under mind control to rob banks, Peter becomes the costumed hero Spider-Man to stop the crook's fiendish scheme. Mm -hmm. The guru then announces that he will hypnotize 10 New Yorkers chosen at random into committing suicide unless the city pays him $50 million. Okay. Which becomes... A Daily Bugle headline, are you one of ten people? (laughs) Jesus. Okay. The situation becomes even worse when Peter Parker is with his friend Judy, and by happenstance, both of them are cornered by the guru's men and hypnotized into being two of the people to throw themselves off the Empire State Building. Okay. With some luck, Peter is able to break free of the hypnosis and stop the guru. But, like, what plot line is, I'm going to hypnotize ten people into killing themselves. A good one. That's what. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Also, I discussed this with my friend beforehand, and they just told me, if he can hypnotize people, why didn't they just hypnotize, like, the top person in the government to give him $50 million? 
I don't know. What's the what's the prognosis? Like, what, how do you use the hypnosis? I don't know. I didn't what watch the, the movie. Deta- like that de- that would determine a lot. Sure. Because then you would have to. My assumption is that they have to hear your okay. voice or whatever. Sure. How are you gonna get to that person? You just hypnotize the person to get you up there. Okay, that's a long process. Why Not don't really? You just have to find. I I listen. I've worked with like mayors of cities, and you just have to find like their secretary, basically. Yeah, that's a lot of extra effort. Then give me fifty million dollars, <laughs> or else I'm gonna, or else people. I'm gonna pick ten <laughs> random people off the street, and they're gonna jump off this building. Oh, okay. So the movie, this movie, um, served as a pilot to the 1978 television series titled The Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. with two sequels, Spider-Man Strikes Back. Oh, sorry. Also, these two sequels were basically just like two episodes. So the first half of the movie was one episode, and the second half of the ah, movie was the second okay. episode. So they had two sequels, Spider-Man Strikes Back, a movie that starts with one of Peter Parker's tutors accidentally giving three students the materials to create an atomic bomb. Okay. <laughs> Another fun mention of suicide. Um, and a scene where Spider-Man is forced to defeat a villain in order to stop him from blowing up the World Trade Center. <laughs> Whoa. In 1978. All right. Like, I understand. It yeah. was 78, but, like, looking at it. At, at, I, in 2022? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that um, redacted poster for the first Tobey Maguire movie? Yes. Yeah. yeah of course I saw that. Oh, <laughs> um, and Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge, which I did not watch. And I didn't see anything in the plot description on Wikipedia, but I bet all my money that it was racist. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, Anyways, anyways, The Amazing Spider-Man was a short-lived American television series. Um, It was the first live-action television series featuring Spider-Man and was shown in the United States from September 14th, 1977 to July 6th, 1979. Also, another fun fact. This is just fun fact after fun fact that I have found. A different actress played Aunt May in each of the episodes where she appeared. Why did they do that? I don't know. It didn't say. Hmm. But in every episode that she was in, different actress. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Anyways, there are several other Spider-Man shows. Spidey Super Stories on PBS in 1974. Spider-Man in 1981. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends in 1981. Fox Kids Spider-Man in 1994. Spider-Man Unlimited in 1999. Spider-Man The New Animated Series in 2003. The Spectacular Spider-Man in 2008. Ultimate Spider-Man in 2012. And Disney XD's Spider-Man in 2017. I don't have a lot of history with the television. Shows. I've watched quite a. I've, I think really? I've, I think I've watched all of the ones that come after two thousand. Wow. Okay. I think so. I've I've at least watched three out of the four of them. Okay. And I really like them. Really? <laughs> yeah. You watched them like as a kid or like as a preteen? As, as like a teenager. Okay. I think I like sought them out. Interesting. Or like I had a membership or something because yeah. I remember watching the Ultimate Spider-Man one because Drake Bell voiced yes. Spider-Man in that one. And I remember watching that. And I know I watched one of the ones that came before him okay. before the ultimate one yeah. and i think i watched one that came after okay i can't remember it's been a while well the one that comes after oh spider-man unlimited in 1999 you mean are you talking about spider-man ultimate spider-man in 2012 the one in 2012 the one in 2012 so the one after that was disney xd spider-man yeah in I-, I watched the xd one because okay. i remember I think we actually got Disney XD on our cable. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And then we cut cable. Oh. <laughs> but oh. I remember I watched all of it. And then something something else. Okay. One of the other ones. Yeah. But yeah, I watched quite a few of those. Yeah, I don't have any really a history with like... Because I used to watch like the Avengers animated series. Okay. And like a bunch of the other ones. Yeah. 
I can't. I fucking dude. I would put them on in the background while I did homework. That's like fair. I didn't See, really. It's really weird because as a child, I was into the kid, like DC stuff, like Teen Titans. That was my shit as a kid well we're also different ages i know that like no that's true that's fair in the morning like in elementary school i would watch pokemon indigo league and teen titans but like fucking ask me any (laughs) of the plot lines and i don't fucking remember like i was fucking seven years old that's fair um spider-man has also appeared in other print forms besides the comics including novels children's books and a daily newspaper comic strip Hmm. um the amazing spider-man which debuted january 1977 Mm -hmm. spider-man had his own radio play in 1995 with the bbc nice the hero has been adapted to other media including toys collectibles and has appeared as the main character in numerous computer and video games on over 15 gaming platforms I don't have a lot of history with the video games, unfortunately. I would talk more about my them my grandma had one that oh my god, this was back when you used old 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 fucking TVs because uh-huh. it was it literally wasn't even like a disc or anything. It was a joystick and you plugged <gasps> yes, the three. I know things. exactly what yes, you're talking about. Yeah, yes, my grandma had those, and Fuck that was like yeah, the dude. only form of entertainment we had over at her house Fuck besides yeah. like two VHS tapes, mm-hmm. like maybe. We had one of those completely off topic, but it had like Dig Dug and Pat Man on it. Yeah, she yeah. had the fucking Spider Man one, and we could like never get past a certain level, so we would just replay up Damn. to that point, and then we'd be like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man Balloon appeared in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from 1984 to 1998, and a newer version also appeared from 2009 and 2014, and I remember this, because it is just a family tradition to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Mm. in my house. We love it. It's the best. It's like, we do it every year. My dad's birthday is close to Thanksgiving, and he liked to do it as a kid, so we do it as a house and since we don't live anywhere near new york city (laughs) we just watched it on tv Mm -hmm. and as a child i got like a leapfrog camera and i would take photos of the balloons on the tv and the two balloons i took the most photos of were the pikachu balloons where the cheeks lit up yeah and the spider-man balloon nice yep like every other one got like one photo and then the rest got like twelve thousand photos (laughs) every angle like yeah Spider-Man is featured as the main protagonist in 1999's The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man attraction located at Universal Orlando's Island of Adventure in Orlando, Florida, and Universal Studios Osaka, Japan. The ride is considered to be one of the most groundbreaking in theme park history as it combines 3D film, ride movement, and special effects for the very first time. And now we have Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure at Avengers Campus in Disneyland California Adventure and Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris. The virtual ride reality ride gives guests the ability to shoot webs out of their hands like the superhero himself through highly advanced technology that tracks hand, eye, and shoulder movements. Cool. And I want to go so badly. Oh, yeah. it was so badly. The last time I went was literally five days before America shut down for COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I got to ride the new Star Wars uh-huh. ride. And, like, that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And then, because that was my spring break from for college. Yeah. Like, me and a friend went. And, yeah, by the time we got home, literally, I think the day that we got home or Fuck. the day after, it was like, hey, mask mandate, everything's shutting <gasps> oh, down, everything's God. going online. And I was like, holy shit. this fucking sucks (laughs) i remember when that video came out i lost my mind when that video came out of the spider-man animatronic that they got to like shoot into yeah we had disney plus so my family watched it at the time and i was like oh my god oh my god that i just saw it on like facebook and Uh, i was like that shit's so cool yeah i want to see that in real life so badly all right here's my last section that i have 
dutifully called, fuck yeah, it's my man Toby. And the fuck is Bono doing? Okay. <laughs> okay. And this is where I get a lot of history for me because I have a lot of history with the movies okay. specifically. Not a lot with the TV shows, video games kind of things, but mm-hmm. the movies is where my history lies and my nostalgia lives. So in 1985, Spider-Man the movie was supposed to be the first Spider-Man movie, but didn't happen as planned. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre director Toby Hooper was signed up for, to direct a $25 million big screen adaptation of the story, but the project dragged on until Hooper left to shoot a Texas Chainsaw sequel and the rights expired five years later. Damn. It would have been titled Spider-Man the Movie, and it was scheduled to be released around Christmas of 1986. Um, because the production company Canon and Toby Ho- Hooper were known for action slash horror um, that's what they wrote the script to be. Mm. And Stanley hated the horror route of the movie yeah. and demanded that a new like script be written. Mm-hmm. Um, also, reportedly, Tom Cruise was suggested to be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of like lists of people who were supposed to be Spider-Man. Because okay. like, it's crazy to think about, like, oh, what if it wasn't Tom Holland? What if it was this, this person? Yeah. And then 2002 comes around. Mm-hmm. A mere 17 years after Spider-Man the movie was first planned, Sony finally released Spider-Man in 2002. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So James Cameron was Stan Lee's original choice for the director. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> Listen, I don't mind James Cameron. I, I'm getting film kit on yeah, you. Get, oh no, I want you to get film I, kit on me. I like James Cameron stuff. Yeah. I, I truly do. I don't. This is the same kind of perspective that I have on, um, what the fuck's his name? Quentin Tarantino. Okay. I think that they are fantastic directors. They're fantastic writers. Mm-hmm. I think they're great at what they do, yeah. deservingly so. Yeah. They were given the opportunities that some of us don't get to have. Yeah. They were so masterful for the times that they mm-hmm. premiered and the, the times that they peaked. Yeah. They peaked when they showed sure. up, which is, like, good for them. I truly don't think that they have made any movies, either of them, after the year 2000 that have been mind-blowing sure. for me personally yeah. they haven't done anything revolutionary past in like 20 years yeah. yeah and like at the time when pulp fiction came out it was revolutionary yeah. no one had ever told a I story mean, out of out of chronological order titanic yeah. was fantastic after the year 2000 like they are just repetitive sure and that's not a bad thing because it makes the studios money and that's mm-hmm. what they like yeah so I'm not saying that they're bad in any regard. Mm-hmm. They're still really good at what they do. It's just the same stuff. And I'm being repetitive not, is not a bad thing. Sure. But movie audiences get tired yeah. of that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm just saying it, I'm glad James Cameron didn't. didn't do the Spider-Man movies. I don't think he would have done a bad job. But it wouldn't be Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I'm going to give you some bad news. So... So, um, James Cameron actually met originally with Stan Lee to discuss a possible X-Men film. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Um, Sony fucked that up so bad. Thank God they retconned everything. Uh, Until Stan Lee convinced Cameron that he would be a great choice to direct a Spider-Man film. Mm. But it was going to be a lot darker. So, Mm. in James Cameron's version of Spider-Man, in addition to the original story, it also featured heavy profanity okay and a sex scene between spider-man and mary jane watson atop the brooklyn bridge mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want to rethink that i don't think he'd make a bad spider-man movie listen i'm sure he had his reasons sure. whatever i 
whatever. One sex scene can't make or break a movie. Sure. You know? So I'm going to give him the benefit okay. of the doubt here. On top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Listen, <laughs> I don't know what the context was. Maybe Mary Jane was a freak in his script. I, I don't know. All right. Yeah. What? I, you know. Yeah. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I haven't read the script, so I wouldn't know. Uh, anyways, James Cameron. He left the project to work on Titanic after they all got sued by somebody for not being included in the movie processing deal. Again, there's a lot of lawsuits and, like, yeah. lo- like contract stuff that goes around the Spider-Man movies that I won't be talking about. They made a movie. I'm talking about the movie. Whatever. Mm. Um, producer Amy Pascal's choice for director was Sam Raimi. Yeah. Sam Raimi had been a fan of the comics since his youth, and his passion for Spider-Man earned him the job. Um, the original script of this 2002 Spider-Man movie had Electro and Sandman as the antagonists. Cool. Um, it was then rewritten to make the Green Goblin the main antagonist with uh, Doc-, Doc Ock as like a secondary antagonist. Mm-hmm. But Raimi felt that the Green Goblin and the surrogate father-son theme between Norman and Peter would be more interesting. Thus, he dropped the Doc Ock from the film completely. Mm. The studio had expressed interest in actors Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. Chris O'Donnell, mm-hmm. Jude Law, Chris Klein, Wes Bentley, and Heath Ledger. Yeah, I've I've heard that list yeah. before. Honestly, I don't think Heath Ledger would be that bad. No, but Heath Ledger also had a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> during don't get me wrong. So. But as we all know, Toby Maguire was eventually cast as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and the studio was initially hesitant to cast someone who did not fit the ranks of adrenaline pumping, tail kicking titans. So, because he wasn't, like, big, beefy, bulky man, they were like... Leonardo DiCaprio was not big, beefy, bulky man during that time. Yeah, but he had, like, a quote-unquote sex appeal, I feel like. That they Listen, would still be I like, think the point of Spider-Man is not sex appeal. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So, whatever. I'm not, like, a producer, though. Like, obviously. Yeah, I know. But, you know, they try and hype everything up. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Also, another fun fact. Tobey Maguire studied spiders and worked with The Wire to learn arachnid-like motion. Oh, mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah. Um, so the list for Norman Oswald, the role for Norman Oswald, was considered Nicolas Cage, okay. Jason Isaacs, mm-hmm. John Malkovich, mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, let's see. Nicolas Cage was in a Spider-Man movie. Yes. So good for him. Yep. Um, what was the last name you said? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Um, he's working on Sonic now. He's doing bigger and better things, mm. like making Knuckles, a.k.a. Idris Elba. El- Elba? You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. Idris Elba. Yeah. So, haha. <laughs> that sucks. And also, sorry, it's Willem Dafoe. Sorry, it's Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Also, Dafoe. you want to know a fun fact about Willem Dafoe yeah, that's, would, like, actually. kind of nasty? Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this before. Um, He was doing a movie. I don't know what movie. Okay. That man's been in literally if you go on his imdb page he's like a legend it's literally oh my god he's done so much um so apparently they were doing a rated r movie and they were doing a sex scene and they were like okay well we're gonna do a shot with like your ding dong like like full-on penis his penis was too large for the shot so they needed to get a a standard that man is packing he's packing he, they literally, literally in, in an interview, the director was like, yeah, his dick was too big. They had to get like a like, dick stand-in. Yeah, for they him. needed a stand-in for his, for his schlong. They were like, his dick is so big, they take him out of the movie. Yes. Like, he would be taken yes. out of the movie. Oh my god. That's wild. Yeah, apparently it's like monstrously big. He's got a horse cock. Holy shit. Anyway, it I don't is. know if that is a fun fact, but for anyone that it's wanted to know fun. that, like, I don't... 
someone told me that one time and it's like stuck with me ever since and it's like oh my god willem anytime i hear the name willem dafoe or like anytime look you up, see willem dafoe it's like oh my god i know something about this man that i don't think i should <laughs> you know but like he's so funny yeah he is have, have you seen that video of him doing the drip check yes i'm i love him i'm something I have a of photo- a scientist <laughs> i'm something of a scientist myself um i there's a photo i have of him on my phone where he's like has a cigarette in his mouth and he's holding two oranges but they're both like yes, slightly moldy yes, exactly and it's like what is happening i don't know what is the context of this photo why are you here what are you doing uh he's also like extremely dedicated he did all of his stunts for that movie because he felt that a stuntman would not convey the character's necessary body well that's language. that was part of his contract deal for no way home Oh, is that really? he he said he would only come back if he was allowed to do all of his stunts as a 60 year old man wow yeah so he did everything in no way home i didn't know that that's awesome yeah also, that was like the one contract contractual thing that he wanted i'm gonna talk about him more when we get to the okay no way home okay, part. okay so the, i love willem dafoe i do too you haven't like caught on yet <laughs> um so the 580 piece suit took half an hour to put on damn yeah. so while filming four while filming the 2002 yeah. movie, four of the Spider-Man costumes were stolen. Where are they? Can I have one? <laughs> Stop. Put, give me one. Send me one. You're going to be disappointed. Aww. Sony put up a $25,000 reward for their for their return, and they were eventually recovered, and a, a former movie studio secretary guard and accomplice were arrested. <laughs> they tried to pull off the heist of the century, and it oh didn't work. Oh, my God. They got caught. Damn. Uh, and last but not least, we cannot talk about this movie without talking about the fun loop back to 9-11. <laughs> so Maya, you kind of talked about the yeah. poster for a second. But the movie had an original commercial in which a group of bank robbers um, were ro- robbing a bank and yeah. their getaway was a helicopter. Spider-Man catches the tail of the helicopter and drags them back to a web he creates in between the World Trade Center. Yeah, they did a lot of promotional material yeah. using the World Trade. Well, it was like a big thing for New yeah. York City at yeah. the time. And then 9 11 happened. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you can't really use it. And there's still like shots where you could see the World Trade Center in the mask. Yeah, there, of- there was a poster for any for anyone that doesn't yeah. know. There's a poster and it's a close up of him like on a building or whatever. Yep. And in the reflection of his eye, like the glossy yep. part of his eye, you can see the, yep. the Twin Towers. But they they quickly pulled that off the yep. market. Yep. Apparently, some people still have the original posters, though. Shit, man. Like some people have them in their homes. I have... Not to be like that. I will send you a photo once I get home or post it on Twitter or something. I have a, a Sam Raimi poster in my room oh my from God. Spider-Man 1. <gasps> like, fully sick. hung up in my room. I, yeah. This is like, okay, so my dad, this is where my, like, Spider-Man journey starts. Because my dad, in college, his two favorite things were Legend of Zelda and Spider-Man. Nice. It's the only two things that he cared about before, like, family and children. Like, in college, those are the only two things that he really yeah, cared about. Yeah, fair um and when the 2002 movie came out i was around three four so i was very young couldn't see the movie mm-hmm. and then right before couldn't see it honey my parents took me to see lord of the rings when it first came out and i was three months old my dad probably just Damn. went on his own he was like fuck those kids i'm gonna see this 2002 movie on my own but right before the second movie came out my dad got it on like vhs mm-hmm. and i watched it for the first time as like oh, a yeah. four five no five six year old nice um and then i guess the third Spider-Man movie, my dad snuck me into the theater because it's a PG-13 movie and I was about nine. 
Um, and there is a local movie theater, like not the big chain movie theater, uh-huh. but a local movie theater near my house that my older cousin was working at at the time. And so my dad snuck me into a very early showing of it. And oh. it's the first movie that I sobbed to in the theater. Oh my God. Yeah. I have a vivid memory of sobbing to Spider-Man 3 in like a movie theater. See, as like a nine, 10 year old. <laughs> so anyways. The movie ranked in $2.5 billion at the box office, and it was the first film to reach $100 million in a single single weekend, as well as the most successful film based on a comic book at the time. Yeah. It was the third highest grossing film of 2002, the highest grossing superhero film, and the sixth highest grossing film overall at the time of its release. Superman, Superman, Spider-Man is credited for redefining the modern superhero genre, as well as the summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Film major, is there anything to say about that? No, that's that's absolutely true because yeah. they released it in May. Yeah. And previous to that, May wasn't like big for movies. Sure. Um most big movie releases happened in November, mm-hmm. December. Just because like that's that's when all the big movies would yeah. schedule their releases. And then Spider Man happened, so now we get like Marvel movies that come out yeah. in like yeah. May, April or May, and like those are big movie sessions. And now after I think Guardians of the Galaxy, people started to do like August, September big releases sure, too. Sure. So now they just happen whenever. Yeah. So um, the film won Best Visual Effects at the 77th Annual Academy Awards, and it received five awards at the Saturn Awards, including Best Director for Raimi. Nice. As of 2020, it is still the sixth highest-grossing comic book movie of all time, adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. Only Avengers: Infinity War, The Dark Knight, Black Panther, The Avengers, and Avengers: Endgame have sold more tickets than Mm spider-man spider-man was the highest grossing superhero origin film for a record it held for 15 years until it was surpassed by woman wonder woman in 2017 nice yeah so spider-man 2 was released on june 30th 2004 it received widespread acclaim from critics who praised its emotional weight and visual effects as well as mcguire and molina's performance as raimi um, and it grossed $798 million worldwide. Damn. The film is widely regarded as one of the greatest superhero films ever made and a, bloom, and a blueprint for future movies of its genre. Um, th- fun fact, <laughs> Tommy Ware suffered from a pre-existing back condition while he filmed another movie, and Sony was faced with the possibility of recasting their lead, and negotiations arose to replace my M- McGuire with Jake Gyllenhaal. Nice. Well, not nice now. But. Yeah, not nice now, but <laughs> it's also just fun that it's gone back and he's in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, although he recovered, whatever, he recovers his role. Um, several actors were considered for the part of Doc Ock, including Christopher Walken, Robert mm. De Niro, um, but Alfred Molina was cast as Octavius, and he was a big fan of Mar- Marvel Comics. To get he seems part. very sweet. He's so sweet. I love his interviews. Yeah. I love his interviews. He seems very, very nice. Um, Spider-Man 2 has frequently been listed among ranking of the best superhero films. The film was placed... 411th on empires magazine's top 500 movies list and in 2013 forbes described it as not just one of the greatest sequels but one of the best films of the genre period spider-man 2 is a really it's good a great movie. it's a really good movie it was like one of the first like instances i felt of just like no a sequel can be better than the original yeah yeah for sure uh, the the 100%. raimi trilogy goes hard it, there was a reason why i held on to that trilogy for so long yeah as like a no, it's yes. still, like, my little sister hasn't seen it because oh, she was okay. born in 2006. Ah. So, me and my mom were talking about it because my I took her to go see No Way Home. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, if 
if <laughs> Maguire isn't seen dancing in a black suit, <laughs> I don't want to see this movie. It. And we were like joking about it. And Lily was like, what? my little sister was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And we we're like, shit, you've never seen nope. the Raimi movies. Nope. Like, this is so weird nope. that I'm talking to someone who's nope. never seen. Like, this is nope. I'm disappointed, mm-hmm. frankly. If I don't have a scene where Spider-Man is carried by a train of citizens. Yeah. And then laying him down saying he's a hero. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. Like that scene where he's standing on top of a building and he's like different hand motions. Yeah. Where he's like Iconic. 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 Lives in my brain. Head rent free. Yeah. Oh, iconic. I, I dude, that scene of him playing the piano. Oh <laughs> I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm sorry, the iconic upside down kiss. Iconic. We didn't even talk about the Spider Man case. Oh my god. The iconic upside down kiss? Yeah. In the rain. In the rain. Everyone. If you, haven't, if you haven't tried that with your significant <laughs> other. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you guys like, do you even like each other? You even, are you even in love? I don't think you are. No. No. You better, I want you to right now get your significant other to turn upside down like on the couch or something. Yeah. Right now. Try kissing like that. Try. It's, it's awful. hard. It's hard. <laughs> They make it look so easy yeah. in the movie, and then you try it, and you accidentally mm-hmm. suck on someone's nose. Mm-hmm. Like, gross. Gross. But they make it look so good. Yeah. Good for them. Oh, my God. Spider-Man 3 premiered on May 4th, 2007. The film grossed $894.9 million worldwide, making it the third highest grossing film of 2007. Spider-Man 3 received mixed reviews from critics who praised the action sequences and visuals but were polarized over the plot and pacing while also criticizing the film's number of villains, most notably Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with this. I was nine. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I've really watched them after in recent yeah. years yeah. so i can't like give you a definitive yeah. film kid yeah. mindset Don't on worry. it i still remember bully mcguire and i love bully mcguire dude i love that meme <laughs> I love that, that meme, meme of him on tiktok anytime he pops up and it plays the little <laughs> horn theme it's it makes me laugh so fucking hard it's so funny i love it um but also i learned that during pre-production Raimi originally only wanted harry osborne and sandman to be the villains mm. but at the request of producers he added venom to the list and during post-production sony pictures created over 900 visual effect shots with an estimated production budget of 258 to 350 million dollars it was the most expensive film ever made at the time of its release nice mm-hmm. hey man, so, they were making big money they were making buku money they've always like i don't marvel always has been killing it yeah like it's not just in this renaissance they've been having like they've always been killing well this is sony so it's like kind of different you're right no you're right (laughs) sorry not to get technical (laughs) um anyways i would like to make a quick turn okay in 2010 to broadway okay so spider-man turn off the dark what do you know about this, Maya? I know nothing Thank about this. Thank God. I want to tell I've you never, all about I've this. I've never heard of this. So, Spider-Man went to Broadway in 2010 with the musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark okay. with music from U2's Bono and The Edge. I'm sorry. That was very loud. I'm sorry. So, in its early developments, Bono began composing Spider-Man after Andrew Lloyd Webber joked, I'd like to thank rock musicians for leaving me alone for 25 years. I've had the theater all to myself. Hmm. And then Bono and Julie Taymor decided to give Andrew a little competition. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, well, Andrew Lloyd Webber also has a lot of controversies around himself, so... But at the time. At the time. Don't get me wrong. He peaked when he should have. Yes. Do I think he should have been at that Phantom of the Opera rave when it happened last year? Absolutely Uh -uh. fucking not. But... Don't, don't get me wrong. Fan of the Opera was the first yeah. musical that I was like, oh my god, this is the best yeah. thing ever. 
I saw it in person. Like, whatever. I've listened to Cats. I've listened to Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. I've listened yeah. to, like, almost all of his shit. What is the other one? I don't know. Starlight Express. Yes, you're correct. I, I talked to someone that was on production for Starlight Express really? one year. They were disgusted because every night after the shows were over, they would have to go in with, for each member's pair of rollerblades and pull hair <gasps> from Ew! the stage. And I was like... Sorry, that's gross. That's fucking disgusting, but you got paid for that, so, like, get it, I guess. (laughs) I got paid well for that. Yeah, like, fuck no. Yeah. (laughs) That is disgusting. And you did that for how many months? Yeah. Yep. So, I want to set off the... This musical by saying that before contracts were even signed for this, they had producer, director, um, you know, the musical (laughs) Bono, Mm -hmm. and, um someone else i can't remember i watched a whole video about it it was incredible um before the contracts were even signed the director died oh my god right then and there dead no the producer died the producer died right then and there oh my god um and so the assistant producer then had to step up and be the producer Uh uh-huh before contracts were even signed right so then while they're making this play they had several cast and crew turn-ons like it was like a revolving door of people coming in and out of people who were cast as, you know, Green Goblin mm-hmm, or Meriden mm-hmm. Watson. And they were like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, you know, for several reasons, like the opening date got pushed back several times. Yeah. Um, and also several actors were injured. Okay. So because this is Spider-Man and because it's Broadway and not like a movie set. Yeah. They can't just put like a mannequin <laughs> like hold a mannequin and yeah. swing through the air. They wanted like the actors to actually be swinging through the air. Oh. So a majority of the money went to completely like gutting and redoing a Broadway stage to be more like a Cirque du Soleil stage where you can like rig people up and like swing them from the air. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, six people were injured while working on this yeah. Broadway production. Um, after two stunt doubles were injured during flying sequences and rehearsals, safety inspectors from the New York State Department of Labor reviewed these scenes in the show and in February 2011 cited the show for two workplace safety violations. The United States Occupational Safety and Health Administration fined the show $12,600 in March 2011 for three serious safety violations. One of the injuries... One of the injuries occurred when Spider-Man stunt double Kevin Aubin broke both wrists. Another actor had broken his feet on the same move a month earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. Natalie Mendoza suffered a concussion during the first preview performance when she, struck, when she was struck in the head by equipment in the wings. Christopher Tierney fell 21 feet, 6.4 meters, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, not in America, uh, off a piece of scenery when his harness was not connected to the safety cord, leaving him to free fall through the stage and into the orchestra pit. Oh, my God. He broke, God. like, ribs, his legs. Like, it, it was Jesus. rough. Daniel Curry was hurt by being pinned under a piece of equipment and suffered leg trauma in 2013. So, like, several people were injured. Oh my and, God. like, on a funnier note, the guy who played Spider-Man was doing the, you know, a performance mm-hmm. and got stuck midair like above the crowd and people yeah. in the audience were trying to get him and like that was the funnest part of the performance when they were trying to just get this spider-man actor oh, and like no. if people got to touch him the crowd would go insane they'd be like Wah! like if you got to t- like basically touch him 
So anyways, <laughs> um, the show's first performance garnered what was most likely the most press coverage of a first preview in history. Mm-hmm. But most of the major theater critics published their reviews with a strongly negative tone. In a scathing review of the first version, New York Times critic Ben Bradley said that the Spider-Man may rank among the worst Broadway musicals. That's fair. Having run on Broadway for over three years, the production became the most expensive Broadway show in history. And in, in, in its four-year run failed to make back its $75 million cost, with investors reportedly losing $60 million. Jesus. So, yeah, honestly, look into this fucking play. Like, it is a shit show after shit show. Like, the revolving door of people, they had so many lawsuits. Like, it was, like, the it was the director had just so much ambition that you were just like, tone it down. Like, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. The producer had no idea what he was doing. Like, it, this should have been for Vegas, not for Broadway. Like, realistically. Mm-hmm. Just wild. Wild what I learned. 2012, we have the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. The actors considered for this role, besides Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. as we know, mm-hmm. were Taylor Lautner. Okay. Josh Hutcherson. Oh, okay. Josh, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Logan Lerman. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Michael Sarah, Zac Efron. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Drake Bell and Andrew Garfield. Damn, that's a lot that's a of list. people. Yeah. And that that's actually I don't think there was one person on that list where I was like, nah. Right? Like everyone I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like I can get down yeah, with that. That was a good list. That's a good cast. Honestly. Well okay. con- considering like it sounds like a handful of them, like Robert Pattinson is gonna be the Dark Knight soon, yeah. Batman, which he- don't get me i'm so fucking excited for yep, that movie yes, yes. i haven't been excited for a dc movie in a very long time yeah, okay. like this is exciting well even a lot of them being like taylor lautner and robert pattinson were in twilight you know josh hutcherson um hunger games, hunger games. logan lurgan was in percy jackson mm-hmm. you know drake bell was the voice of spider-man yeah um Aaron taylor johnson was in a marvel film he was quicksilver yeah so yeah like good for them good that's for a good them. that was a good list um, whoever the casting director was good for them them. um but director eddie webb stated that he felt he knew garfield was the guy when they were filming a scene where he was eating a cheeseburger while telling gwen to calm down and he was like that's it that's my man fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah um so the filming of this movie was whatever it was the same thing but the marketing for this movie insane so Hasbro made a radio control speed climbing figure to climb on the walls Mm -hmm. opi products Released a collection of the Amazing Spider-Man nail polish. Okay. Um, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's helped sponsor the film, and they made a new burger as part of the promotion. Hell yeah. The burger was dubbed the Amazing Grilled Cheese Bacon Burger, and Stan Lee helped spread the word that if fans um, would also be treated to a free burger on July 4th if dressed as Spider-Man. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were really promoting this movie, like, mm-hmm. hard. So, just other fun facts about Andrew Garfield, because Andrew Garfield is perfect. And honestly, I gave the movie a lot of hate when it first came out. Like from, Really? Yeah. Like, I just had so much... I had, like, such a bias Damn. to Tommy Maguire that I was like, no other movie will ever be as good as the 2002 to 2007 Spider-Man. Absolutely not. I fucking hated them. Like, I went around saying how much I hated them, what was bad about them. Like, oh my God. I was a hater. And I would like to formally apologize. <laughs> like, I, was I a fucking love the Amazing hater. Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I was I a think hater. they're incredible. I was a big hater. I'm really sorry. <laughs> 
Um, so, anyways, when first wearing the Spider-Man costume, Andrew Garfield admitted to shedding tears. Um, and during his breaks, Andrew Garfield went around New York playing basketball with kids in his Spider-Man outfit. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. The reboot re- received a positive review with critics praising Andrew Garfield's performance, the visual style, and realistic reimagining and portrayal of the title character, but criticized the number of underdeveloped storylines. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. In 2014, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and internationally titled The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Rise of Electro, was released. Mm. Um, again, normal movie, but fun. Um, originally, Shailene Woodley was in talks for the role of Mary Jane Watson, mm. and they actually slated and filmed scenes with her. Um, but if you don't remember her from the film, it's because she's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> they cut her from the film with the director explaining it as a creative decision to streamline the story and focus on Peter and Gwen. Yeah, that's fair. And this, we're going to start to get into No Way Home spoilers. We already kind of have, but this is where we're going to get really deep now. Mm-hmm. Um, following his appearance in No Way Home, a major fan campaign had been trending on Twitter with 86,000 tweets during the film's opening weekend under the name hashtag make TASM3, calling for Sony to make a third film in the Amazing Spider-Man series with Andrew Garfield. Some have even suggested that Garfield's iteration of Spider-Man could be the one to fight Venom in Sony's Spider-Man universe. Okay. Yeah. Not to be like this, but if you've gone to the movies within the past three months, I would say, because I went and saw the first movie I saw coming back out of quarantine, quote-unquote, was Shang-Chi, which was back in September. So I've been seeing a movie a month since, like, going back to the theater. So since about October, Mm -hmm. the Morbius trailer has been showing. And if you have been paying attention at all, (laughs) you would see that in the background of one of the Mm -hmm. shots, there's spider, there's a graffiti art of Mm Spider-Man. It says murder over it. Oscorp is in it. We all know that we're in Andrew Garfield's universe. Hands down, we yeah. all fucking know. They mentioned Venom by name. Yeah. If you, one, if you didn't think Andrew Garfield was going to be in No Way Home, you're a fucking idiot. Dumb. Two, if you don't think he's coming back and not reprising his role, you're also fucking stupid. Like, okay. They're bringing him back. Watching that movie, you can just see how excited he was to be Spider-Man Yeah, absolutely. Again. He was so excited to be Spider-Man yes. again. Yes. Oh. If you... And, yeah, maybe I'll look like a fucking moron. Maybe. But I truly do think that they're bringing him back. Because sure. Sony knows that they fucked up with when they fired yeah. him. Like, big time. Sure. So, now they're rebuilding. Like, especially with the popularity that Into the Spider-Verse, you know, gained. Mm-hmm. That re-sparked a love of Spider-Man. Yeah. And then everyone realized, hey, Sony, you you know what you're doing. Yeah. Hey, maybe you should, like, fucking realize. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Andrew Garfield said some stuff that probably he shouldn't sure. in public interviews. Yeah. That's why he got fired. But... Sony, um, do you know how much money you yeah. would make? Haha. <laughs> yep. Haha. <sighs> Anyways, we move over to 2016. Mm. Following years of legal wranglings between Sony and Disney, Spider-Man finally makes his debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yep. with a cameo in Captain America: Civil, Civil War. War. In November 2014, there was an email get-in <laughs> between Sony Pictures Entertainment co-chair Amy Pascal and President Doug Belgrad. Um, they were released stating that Marvel wanted to include Spider-Man, whose film rights are licensed to Sony in mm-hmm. the film. Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios reached a licensing deal for the use of Spider-Man in an MCU film, and reports indicated that the character would appear in Civil War. Six teenagers, six teenage actors were being eyed for the role of Peter Parker, with the actors testing against Downey and Evans for chemistry. 
Tom Holland was cast as the character the mm-hmm. next month also to appear in a solo film. So Logan Lerman and Dylan O'Brien were considered frontrunners. Damn. So Logan Lerman again. He got a second shot. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, a couple other people, um, Nat Wolf, Asa Butterfield, Timothy Chalamet, and Liam James were under consideration by Sp- Sony and Marvel to play Spider-Man. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man by far had the best list. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah. Yes. Are you kidding like, me? Like, I think out of the list that you just said, Tom Holland is the obvious choice. Yeah. Also, given his dancing and, like, yes like fitness yes. background yes. it also makes Could a ton you of imagine sense timothy chalamet as spider-man i don't like timothy chalamet <laughs> like if i'm being perfectly honest sure. i don't find him attractive sure. i think he's a, a decent actor yeah. i don't think he's revolutionary in All any right. sense i don't know i don't really i don't think i have a, a strong opinion on him no like when he was like crazy big like a year ago mm-hmm. i watched whatever what the fuck movies on that Dune? not dune no i haven't seen dune yet okay I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll see if I okay. decide to watch that one. There was another one that he was in that everyone was talking about. Lady Bird? Yes, he was in Lady Bird. Yeah, and I was just like, meh. Okay. Like, I, like, I don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. That's how I feel. This is going to be very controversial. Okay. That's how I feel about Zendaya. I think she's more of a fashion icon than anything. Okay. I think she's decent at acting. I don't think she's fantastic in any regard. Yeah. I think I, she's a good actress. I think she's gorgeous. No, oh that's the thing. Is, yeah. I, I know she's gorgeous and I know she's very polite and funny mm-hmm. and like all those things. Yeah. I don't think she's fantastic in any regard. Sure. This is also my hatred for the character of MJ. So Ooh. I don't like the character. Of really? No, nope. I've never have. I don't like any iteration. I prefer Whoa. Gwen Stacy over any of the Spider-Man love interests. I don't that's like MJ. Wild. That's wild. And as soon as they brought her in in the first Tom Holland Spider-Man, I was like, hmm. Okay. Damn. And I thought that they were gonna run with like a friendship thing. I thought they weren't gonna I'm run not gonna, the Okay, I'm not campaign. gonna lie. The very first movie, I felt their romance was rushed in that second movie. Where I was oh, like, absolutely. Damn, where did this come from? Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I did feel that way. Because I just thought that they were developing a friendship yeah. and then it was gonna be like a trio with Ned and everything. Yeah. And then the second movie happened mm. and it was like, you guys went on a trip to Europe for like less than a week <laughs> and now you're in love. Y'all were like, all dead for like five years. Yeah. Can we like not do this right now? That's but fair. It's fine. All right. In 2018, by far one of the coolest Spider-Man movies was released. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the first film featuring the Marvel Comics character Miles Morales mm-hmm. and is the first animated film in Spider-Man franchise. The film grossed over $375 million worldwide against a $90 million budget. It received acclaim from critics who mm-hmm. praised its animation, characters, story, voice acting, and humor. The film won Best Animated Feature at the Academy Awards, along with many other awards at the Golden Globe Awards, the British Academy Film Awards, and the Annie Awards. Mm. It was the first non-Disney Pixar film to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature since Rango in 2011, as well as the first non-Disney Pixar film since Happy Feet in 2006 to win the award when a Disney Pixar film was also in contention. Damn. Mm -hmm. Deserving. Yeah. Deserving of all the love. That movie... Incredible. Makes me... When I first saw it, um, I didn't cry. The second... Every other time I've watched it, I, like, shed some tears. I... I could write a love letter to this movie. I... Remember, there's this YouTube video, and if you can find it, I would suggest watching it. It's about the music and the the, the motifs and mm-hmm. the light motifs within the yeah. the score in it. That obviously, I, I fucking studied music, yeah, so course. like I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. Great insight. It's so fantastic. I love everything. I love everything yeah. about this movie. That that movie 
is a is a love letter to animation like that oh movie absolutely is just the epitome of when you give your animators time freedom. and freedom yeah. to do what they love that and arcane are the most recent examples yeah. of just people know when you put love yes. into work yes especially like no way home i would say is also a pretty mm-hmm. fair example of that when you give people yeah the money and like they obviously have passion for the project yeah audiences know yeah audiences are not as dumb as people think that they are audiences can tell and it makes a huge fucking difference like so huge difference Mm -hmm. like i am so fucking excited to see miles morales oh my god are you kidding me i'm so excited oh my god i remember when that that trailer dropped yeah (laughs) my god i'm so i'm so fucking excited yeah it's gonna be so good yep and now here we are 2022 mm-hmm. weeks out from spider-man no way home yep co-produced by columbia pictures and marvel studios mm-hmm. and distributed by sony picture releasing it is the sequel to spider-man homecoming and spider-man far from home it is the 27th film in the mcu it stars tom holland zendaya benedict cumberbatch jason Bat- bat alone john favreau jamie fox willem dafoe alfred molina benedict Duan. Tony Rivalori, Marissa Tomei, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just... <laughs> I love this movie. A third MCU Spider-Man film was planned during the production of Homecoming in 2017. Mm-hmm. Negotiations between Sony and Marvel Studios to alter their deal ended with Marvel leaving the project in 20, August 2019, but negative fan reactions led to a new deal between the companies. No Way Home features several actors reprising their roles from the earlier non-MCU Spider-Man films that were directed by Raimi and Webb. The return of previous Spider-Man actors Maguire and Garfield was the subject of widespread speculation and numerous leaks despite the effort of Sony, Marvel, and the cast to conceal their involvement. I remember how hard they tried to get Tom Holland and the other two to be like, I'm here promoting the film and I do it with my two best friends. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on. I also remember when that trailer dropped and it was like you it's that scene with the three of them yeah. and they're like something's punching the lizard and they they like fully confront Tom Holland about it <laughs> on like a late night interview mm-hmm. and he's just like I don't know I don't know <laughs> but anyways in pre-production they considered featuring Craven the Hunter as the film's main antagonist before gravitating towards a story similar to It's a Wonderful Life in which Parker makes a wish regarding its his now public identity. Mm-hmm. By the end of 2019, filming was expected to begin in mid-2020 and in April 2020, Sony rescheduled No Way Home's release date to November 5th, 2020, 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Also, the film was originally meant to be set after the events of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So this change meant No Way Home would be released first, which meant aspects of the plot had to be rewritten, including Doctor Strange no longer having first-hand knowledge of the multiverse. Mm. Jamie Foxx was, reser- was set to return as Electro, but several other key actors in the film had yet to sign on. According to Holland, the film needed all or nothing to be produced. Actors like Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina coming back led to speculation about commentary about the returning actors. This came with good and bad reactions. Richard Newby of The Hollywood Reporter believed that a crossover-style film could lessen the impact of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And on the other hand, Gromay McMillan felt a Spider-Verse crossover would allow Marvel to clean up some loose ends and fulfill some fans' dreams in the process. 
here's the thing. Yeah. I think Into the Spider-Verse was a great tester movie. Yeah. Not only did they have fantastic animation, fantastic voice acting, mm-hmm. fantastic music. Yeah. They also had this wild fucking concept. Yes. That of several Spider-Man. That people knew was coming around the corner for mm-hmm. a lot of like the Sony-verse and like that kind of stuff because the multiverse unfortunately, I'm going to say unfortunately, okay. but in the comic world is inevitable. Yeah. They've they've had multiverses for mm-hmm. fucking years. So it's not unexpected that it was going to happen in yeah. in the cinematic universes. So I think Into the Spider-Verse was this great thing of just like, hey, let's see if audiences can handle sure. these amount, like this amount of characters yeah. and like see what happened. Yeah. Great thing that mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse did fucking fantastic yeah. and people love all of those yeah. characters. They care so much about all of those yes, fucking characters. 100%. Spider-Gwen, I was so excited to see yeah, her on she's screen. She's incredible. She's incredible. I love Miles Morales. I love all of the Spider-Men. Yeah. So now... I don't think whatever that critic was saying, like, sure. lessen the impact. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Everyone loves Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Everyone loves Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Everyone loves, you know, Tom Holland. Yes. So, I, shut the fuck up. What's your point? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Everyone like, loves it Spider-Man. Does, like, it literally doesn't make sense, granted, like, given the success of Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I understand that, ooh, it takes away from this. Shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> like, we don't know if the animated series is... It, as of right now, we know it's in a different universe, yeah. and we don't know if their universe connects to this one sure. in any regard. We don't know. Yeah. So, no, I don't think it would have yeah. less, and it didn't. So, whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate old film people. <laughs> They're all like that. Yeah. They're all, like, super negative about new things. Trying like, to, like, Like Ridley Scott's fun. flop of yeah. The Last Duel. Yeah. And he was like, superhero was movies the suck. <laughs> they, they don't know anything about good film. And it was like... <laughs> You know the Oscars are fucking rigged, dude. Yeah. Like, we all know this. Everything. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, whatever. So, Tom Holland had to deny that Maguire and Garfield would appear in the film many times. Several actors returning from previous Spider-Man films were brought to set in cloaks in order to prevent their involvement in the le- film in the film from leaking Mm. the introduction of mcguire and garfield in the film as well as much of the film's third act were rewritten in late 2020 just in time for this for just in time to start filming Mm. holland described it as the most ambitious standalone superhero film whilst denying the rumors of mcguire and garfield Mm -hmm. andrew garfield also had to deny he was in the film saying no matter what i say it's either going to be really disappointing for people or it's going to be really exciting yeah and then, on December 17th, 2021, Spider-Man No Way Home opened in 4,325 I actually theaters. saw it on December 16th. <gasps> How did you... What? They do Thursday night showings. Oh. They've done them for Marvel movies for years. Damn. Anyways, that's I always not go to the Thursday night ones. <laughs> <laughs> the film received countless positive reviews from critics who praised the story, direction, action sequences, and the cast's performance and chemistry. No Way Home has grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide, surpassing Spider-Man Far From Home as the highest-grossing film released by Sony Pictures. It became the highest-grossing film of 2021 and the 10th-highest-grossing film of all time. No Way Home is also the first since Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, to gross over a billion dollars, becoming the third fastest to reach that milestone and the first to do, to do so during COVID-19. This was the make-or-break movie for yes. the Marvel franchise. And you said that months and months and months ago. Oh, no, no, no. I I fully, like, I was planning on seeing this movie for months. Mm-hmm. Like, if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield weren't in this yeah. movie, 
I was done with the MCU. Yeah. Like, I full-on said this months ago. Damn. Like, I've... No cap. Mm-hmm. I would have quit. And I'm pretty much, like... I've, I've weaned off yeah. of a lot of that stuff. Like, obviously, I'm not a teenager anymore. Yeah. And, like, Endgame happened. And that was the peak of the peak. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it's weaning off. I think after Multiverse of Madness, unless they show me something that's... Incredible. Abs- absolutely incredible. I'm pretty much done with the MCU. But I would have been, like, hard turn off. Sure. Like, never. Like, I'm, I'm so not interested in Marvel yeah. movies anymore. Sure. But I think Marvel knew that it was like that for sure. so many fans yeah. that they just... Well, yeah, they had Endgame, and they're like, what they could next? They couldn't afford not no, to. No, they really couldn't. So. I saw the film a week after. I didn't see it on opening night. Oh. I saw it about a week after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked out of the theater, and it felt like my entire life had built up for that movie. I full-on sobbed. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. I... Aunt May, <laughs> as soon as it happened, I started crying. <laughs> like, she got hit with the with the thing. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, she's dead. And then she got uh-huh. back up and I was like, what yep. is it? And then the bomb happened and yep. I was like, holy shit, she's dead. And then she got up and I was like, what is happening? And, was, and then she said the <laughs> and line and I was bleeding. like, I'm bleeding. She, she said the line and I was like, she's dead. Yep. Like, this is it. Yep. Like, there's nothing. I first started sobbing as oh soon God. as I saw Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. Because my I. My sister started laughing. Really? No, I didn't. I, I think because I've always loved my father and that was one of the first, you know, connectors for me to him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, again, why I have such a. I was like, Tommy McGuire all the way, fuck you, Andrew Garfield, for, like, the longest time. Yeah. But I didn't really keep up with productions. I didn't listen to, like, anything. I just wasn't in that, like, kind of... I heard that, like, oh, they better be in it, or I think they're gonna be in it. And it was like, yeah, okay. Uh, And then, obviously, we knew about Doc Ock from the, you know, trailers and everything. But I remember, um, you know, they have green goblin come in you know after the doc ock thing and i was sitting there being like damn i can't wait to see my man willem dafoe fully being a joke because i didn't think he'd be in it yeah and then i saw him and it just instantly two lines of tears Mm -hmm. because i was just like i was joking and i didn't think i'd see you here it was like seeing an old friend again and i was just like oh my god (laughs) like i i don't know what it was about but it i was just it, you know how, like, after Endgame happened and so many people were like, I waited 10 years, this was the buildup? That was, like, no way home for me. Mm. Where I was like, I didn't know I was waiting for this. Yeah. But now my life is, like, complete. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, di- I didn't know that I was waiting for this. Yeah. <sighs> Incredible. Like, tr- truly one of the best things. And the audience, being in that audience, I don't know what audience were you in, but people cheered loudly well i also always go to the pre like oh, okay. the, the night of yeah all of the audiences yeah. have been like that for every yeah. marvel movie i've been to so my experience probably <laughs> was the same as yours but it's also been the same as every other marvel oh, movie sure. that i've seen see, i didn't i don't so. go to those i see them like when i can like um, for both of the big avengers movies i saw them at the we sure at least where we live we have ones called cine capris yeah and they're the largest theaters mm-hmm. that we have in the state and they do like special events yep. and like that kind of stuff so me and like a group of my friends we would pre-buy tickets mm-hmm. like months in advance yep. and like people cosplay to those ones and they bring their oh, full iron man shit, suits man. and like there's costume contests Whoa. like we were super heavy into all that stuff so 
don't get me wrong yeah. like the impact was still great for the spider-man but yes my yes. theater also cheered yeah. and like did all the stuff. i don't yeah i don't i didn't get a lot of those the last time i felt that way was during endgame uh. where like people were cheering and crying together and like yeah. the girl who sat next to me like literally clutched my arm like i went alone mm-hmm. and i was just like <laughs> like by myself i bought my tickets kind of early so i didn't know if people were gonna be sitting next to me and it was like a girl and her boyfriend and like sh- she w- she like at one point just like grabbed onto my forearm and we were just like like together we were just in this moment together and Mm -hmm. i was like this is incredible like the the like experience that i'm having right now yeah one of the best like i couldn't yeah Yeah. i love this movie i love this movie it's a good movie it's an incredible movie go see this movie i was considering watching all the spider-mans again because i was like fuck my sister watched all the amazing spider-man she watched the, the two again yeah but yeah, even just fucking seeing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire again. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I appreciated the dad bod. I appreciated the dad bod. I love their chemistry. Their jokes were incredible. Yeah, they're good. They're incredible. I love and honestly, I loved the way that they made it feel like a coherent tie to each of the movies. Mm-hmm. Like they each gave them their own character, you know, yeah. with their like own things. Obviously, Tom Holland Spider-Man is still going through shit and everything but like even just like you know andrew garfield's character getting like brothers mm-hmm. like how in the amazing Spider-Man movies he's always like vying for family and like that's all he wanted and now he's like i got like brothers yeah <laughs> like that was so cute and like tommy Bugire like getting to kind of be uncle ben like his own uncle ben yeah and like you know talk to you know peter parker one tom holland's character yeah and be like you just gotta keep going like you can't die into this rage and anger and revenge like Mm -hmm. that's not what he would want like that's not what she would want like yeah and that's all i wanted to talk about today like i literally just wanted like a a way to talk about this movie because i it's just been eating my brain for weeks i just i've seen it three times now (laughs) like like i saw it alone and then i saw it with my mom and then i saw it with one of my friends because i was just like and I'm not a person to rewatch movies. Like, I watch them once, and I'm like, that was good. I had that experience. Nice. And I'm like, no, I need to see this movie as many times as possible. I saw it twice. Yeah. And I'm so glad I have the space to fucking talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen No Way Home, you shouldn't be listening to this part. But if you haven't, fucking go watch it. It's so good. The, yeah. Incredible. And I'm sorry, I didn't even get to talk about Andrew Garfield's character getting to save MJ. That broke me from the inside. Damn. That broke me. That broke me. Full on sobbed. Full on sobbed during that. Anyways. <laughs> Damn. Emotional damage. Emotional trauma. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Canonically Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can email us your fanfiction recommendations. And if you are a fanfiction author who would like to be interviewed on our podcast, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you liked us, if you liked the episode, if you think we deserve um, a little something to keep the podcast going, help to get new equipment, that kind of stuff, you can make a donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Rate, review, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and any other podcasting platform. Tag your fix accordingly. Donate to AO3. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.